0: hello everybody welcome back uh this is episode four thank you all so much for supporting impressing play and listening to me share my random thoughts and views and just different rambles as i think out loud i want to thank you guys for uh giving me some really good feedback uh, sending me messages of support messages of accountability shout out to you Um, asking me for this episode (laughs) I promise it was coming it was coming this semester y'all has been a lot for me Uh, a lot of things were just coming up and being triggered and things that I thought I had uh, faced and overcome or overcame rather Uh, they just showed up in different forms for me to tackle and I just didn't know how to deal it caused me to question everything question my talents my creativity uh, uh, my value in a lot of ways it it sent me for a loop Uh, I'm still reeling from it it's in this weird like emotional hangover space of what happens after you have a major anxiety attack. I don't know if you've ever experienced it, it's the worst and I don't wish it on anybody. And I actually had a lot of anxiety attacks within like the last two weeks, uh, just coming towards the end of this fall semester. For those of you guys who don't know, I probably should have started off there if I didn't mention it before, but I'm back in school to complete my bachelor's degree. I'm studying communications. And for someone who has a very clear uh, disconnection from being an effective communicator, it is interesting that I picked that major to study. Therefore, every class being a very tough, challenging experience in itself, uh, causing me to keep bending Even though, in a lot of ways, I felt like breaking. Um, And it's been a very, very interesting, trying, exhausting, (sighs) emotionally taxing time. I am trying not to feel regret or run from this. Because this time around, I have made the decision to go back to school on my own I was not forced to do it I chose to and I just keep trying to remind myself of that decision so I'm not at the point of regretting luckily despite student loans but the challenges that come up for me in those moments in the most random ways stop me in my track and make me question everything like why am i doing this i want to go run and hide (laughs) this is stupid i should never did this um and it's not even to say that i don't know how to do what's asked of me i'm more afraid of what the possible like outcome of it will be and this has been a struggle for me for a while um I don't want to say all 32 years of my life so far, but a large majority of it, I realized that I am a control freak and I like, I control what I I control myself, if anything, especially if I can't control my surroundings. I control everything I do, but mostly all the things that I don't do uh, out of fear of embarrassment, out of fear of judgment, out of fear of lack or feeling like i can't contribute in some way i just think about way too many things classic overthinker and so i really this semester i met my match uh, for the greater part of it i felt like i was calmer uh, we are back to um we're back on campus face to face Uh, When I decided to go back to school, I started last spring, which was right before COVID shut everything down. So imagine that going back to school after X number of years of not being in college. And I picked this school because it's a small school and it's in person. I can be accounted for. I won't get lost in a crowd and having to take lecture hall classes the whole rigmarole. So decided to go back back in class getting the hang of it and then boom COVID happens and right after spring break we go virtual now before I transferred to this school I tried transferring to another university and attempted to do virtual and completely bombed. (laughs) so I did not want to do that so I was like oh face to face I'm learning who I am as a student and not being hard-headed and just going with it yeah so going from face to face to virtual and then having been virtual for the remainder of the spring semester all of fall of last year and spring of this year now going back face to face this semester i was excited because i was honestly looking forward to having the traditional college campus experience i'm one of those late 80s, babies that were raised in the 90s and loved everything about a different world. I hated school, but I looked forward to college because of how lit it looked. Um, And just making those kind of lifelong connections and just being on campus, like there's something about it. Um, So I was looking forward to that. Um, And I still enjoy the experience, but what I don't like is public speaking and what an oxymoron because I'm talking to you right here on this mic and you're listening to this podcast but there's something about delivering a presentation that I just I can't do it I just hate how much of a physical toll a mental toll it takes on me to be the center of attention don't get it wrong I'm a leo I love attention, but something about being the center of it and everyone having to look at me and listen to me freaks me the hell out. So there's a lot of work going on over here. Counseling is is definitely an investment (laughs) that I make sure to keep active uh, to figure all this out. But I recently made this like connection. And the last time I attended school, Um, when I was on the traditional track, I guess you can say right after um, high school. The last class that I took that semester was a speech class. Hated it. Because not only did we have to deliver speeches, we also had to record ourselves and then watch the recording and then evaluate our speeches. How nerve-wracking is that? And... Since then, I hadn't gone back to campus, or actually, I didn't have to take that class. Thank God I passed. I don't know with what, probably a C. Cause, mm. But that was a major setback with my education, I would say, because I just avoided presentations at all costs. I. And it's not that I don't know the material, it just. I could prepare, over-prepare and in that moment it's just like all eyes on me and I'm expected to deliver something and now I'm just putting myself out there for judgment uh, and trying to impress you, trying to exceed your expectations but why do I care about this? <laughs> um, so it's, it's been tricky and uh, along with some of my other insecurities that have been popping up going back to school as an older student um is just feeling intimidated by my classmates like we are not necessarily peers age-wise like i'm the oldest um in a lot of these classes so i put these expectations on myself to know more or to carry myself, uh, a certain way, uh, just as the more experienced person who is also working full-time and trying to figure this thing out while also trying not to feel bad about being a late bloomer. Come on, branding. Um, but that's what this whole show is about is to dispel that myth and tackle each, uh, each trial as it comes. So this is the trial that we're discussing is how it feels to be a late bloomer in the college setting, in the classroom, and how terrible it is and all of the pressure and insecurity and fear um and just how hard I don't want to speak for my fellow late bloomies, but it's just there's just a lot of intimidation there. I can't say that I have always been an academically inclined student. Like my favorite subjects in school were always electives. You put me in an art class, you put me in theater, um, even though I only did that in elementary, but like any creative elective and or English, that's where you can find me. Your girl was excelling in those classes. Now, math and science can kick rocks and (laughs) needless to say, this semester having to take a statistics class has been quite interesting uh, because I have had a lot of like full circle moments of what the disconnect was and why I I hated math. I don't think I've always hated math, but it was something about fourth grade math or third grade whenever we started learning about fractions child disconnect and same thing with statistics i was good up until midterms and we started talking about probabilities and there came fractions yes (laughs) so that has been interesting but i just it triggered so much anxiety my first anxiety attack ever was when i was a student like i was junior i think i was either a junior or senior and something about all the pressure and emphasis about the sats completely freaked me out um before that time i don't think i've ever had a panic attack um looking back now i realize i always had anxiety as a kid I just, there was no, like, anxiety wasn't really a term that was used in the 90s. Um, but my I remember having a panic attack was when I was, like, 16, like, preparing for the SATs. Because there was just so much pressure of you needing to score so high on this test because this test was going to lead you to school. And school was going to help you define your career path and then that career path was supposed to determine or create the trajectory for the rest of your life like and tell you like and help you to figure out who you are as a person and what is your value and what do you bring to society and all of that so you hear how t- how anxiety ridden that is just like just all of that pressure externally and then me taking it in and, like multiplying it times a hundred um and then ever since then like i've had ebbs and flows of anxiety attacks i don't think i've ever like i don't think it's ever gone down um but it, it started coming up in like really weird ways um outside of like obvious attacks of like feeling like you can't breathe. Um, Blinking out, disassociating, which is like mentally like you feel like you're in a dream like state, like you're not present. You're not you don't like you're not in your body. Your surroundings feel very foggy and just like distant. It's a very scary, like eerie feeling. Um and I I feel like I was in a disassociative like state for like a couple years. Um And then you become like really ritualistic like anxiety is horrible it is terrible um and you just kind of learn how to cope with it you just learn how to manage it sometimes it gets the best of you some days or some months hopefully like you can't really remember the last time you had an attack but when it comes after not having one for a long time it just like it rocks your world and I would say that that's what happened to me this semester so going back to like presentations since being virtual like for the last two semesters yeah we had to deliver presentations I hate group projects so having to present with a group that was already frustrating and annoying but on top of the added stress of just baseline anxiety regarding covid and not knowing what was happening so many updates so many changes so many reportings of like death and like symptoms and people sharing their stories and people losing jobs and people losing homes and then uh all of the race uh issues has been like surging and it's just like the whole world being on fire so not only do i have a lot of anxiety but i'm also an empath so i'm always already sensitive to energy um so just feeling all of that but then not having much information so it was just always a mental hurricane and tornado going on but from the outside i'm just like yeah i'm good Mm -hmm. yeah got it but my whole mind is just consumed and constantly on a loop of freaking out not healthy um but within that you know luckily still was able to work full time and then being in school full time uh taking three classes each semester fully virtual so I'm on the computer all day but because it's I was doing it like out of my room it was my safe space so I kind of came up with ways to make myself comfortable and feel calm and feel safe in order to deliver presentations. Being a communications major, we have presentations all the time. Uh, One of my professors, he had us, I swear, we had to do presentations for presentations. Like He is just obsessed. He loves a good PowerPoint and 10 to 15 minute presentations. So I had to kind of build up my endurance for it and i feel like i got a a good handle on it still felt anxious but by then i had learned certain ways to prepare myself by rehearsing the material uh audibly so that way i can hear myself make sure i've like the wording the phrasing what i'm gonna deliver feels comfortable in my body i won't stumble practice standing up just all the different scenarios over preparing overthinking and it worked out Uh, even one of my presentations my professor asked me to record it uh, so that way he can use it as uh, reference material in his future courses cool gold star for me boost of confidence then we're back in campus (laughs) on campus rather and all the coping skills and preparedness that I had cultivated in order to deliver my presentations virtually don't really translate well in person Um, yes of course preparedness is the baseline for everything and even rehearsing but there's just something about standing up in front of a room of people who are technically my peers even though I mentally try to disconnect myself from really delving in because of my whole like personal shame of being 32 and back in school working on it um it's still a room it's still a crowd of people with different expectations and different impressions of me And like I do with them subconsciously um, and just my professor and really myself, like I don't wanna let myself down. So all of this weighing on me, um, yeah, everything, it's just crazy how much came up uh, this week in particular. Uh, because we're winding down so the presentations were like the final projects of the semester and I just it's so crazy how things like the universe God whatever you believe in whoever you believe in will bring things into your life in certain ways for you to just to kind of like check your healing so to speak so these things that I thought that I... Okay, I faced it. I named what the issue was. Now I'm working to heal on it. Felt like I was healed. <laughs> and then curveball. It's like, okay, you were healing, but not healing all the way. Or not really in the right way. Or here's something else to consider uh, within the same realm. But um, so talking to my counselor this week about it I realized that major part of my fear of public speaking or delivering a presentation or just my disconnect with communication really stems from like childhood of course everything stems from childhood but for me being the child that was often seen and not heard in the ways that i didn't really feel checked on like how are you feeling how like what what is your opinion on this um so not really called, like developing my voice i'm so dis- disconnected from my voice and just not having the confidence in my voice so not feeling safe enough to truly express myself just manifested in me still not feeling confident in my opinions uh even just baseline things of going out with a group of friends I will often just be the flexible go with the flow kind of person out of fear of confrontation or what is perceived as confrontation I just don't want to be othered and just, I'd, even though I have an opinion, I have a suggestion, just don't feel confident enough to speak up for myself. And so making that revelation this week, um, it was really tough, to be honest, because nobody wants to really like acknowledge how like, you really don't know your voice. Like, you just don't feel safe. You don't feel confident in just seeing how you feel and how much of a hindrance that is on your development and, like, your growth as a person. And in a lot of ways, because of that, I feel so stunted and feel like this late bloomer. Um, so I really want to work to explore that, um especially turning 30 I'm two years into it but I had such this big like emphasis of okay I'm turning 30 I want to find out who I am I want to learn I want to just figure everything out but at the core of it is am I ready to or I feel like I, I feel like I need to introduce myself to myself that if that makes sense um Because once you've grown up in an environment where you're pretty much told how to act, what to say, what to do, how to be for the betterment of others and to represent your family, um, that doesn't leave a lot of room for you to really exercise expressing yourself. Sure, that forced me to become more creative so I guess to that, I should say thank you. <laughs> but emotionally, for a long time, I, was, I would always joke that I'm emotionally constipated, but I feel like that's like a true thing. I just didn't feel connected to emoting. Um, and also I don't, and I feel like right now in terms of my creativity, that's stalled a bit being that I'm expressing more verbally. It's, I guess it's that um, Mary J. Blige syndrome where people say oh no, nah, she going through it that album's about to be lit I don't want to create because of negativity and sadness I want to create beautiful things because I feel good um, but how do I know what I really feel like I feel like there's a lot that I need to go through and <laughs> clean out it's like watching the show Hoarders I have like three storage units full of emo- <laughs> of emotions and like crap that I need to just go through and get familiar. And I'm hoping that in doing that, I will definitely start learning more things about myself, but finding the beauty in it and starting to feel confident in it. Uh, and I think that'll helped me help me ultimately with all the other aspects. Um, to just be able to speak. Like, just the toll um, and the courage that it takes to do this podcast. Like, yes, there's no gun to my head to do this. This is me making a choice. Maybe this is me working towards hearing myself speaking and feeling confidently and just doing the work. So... I know this episode is late, (laughs) Um, but I appreciate you guys for extending grace and checking in on me and keeping me accountable. I do appreciate it. And um, we're all in this together. I'm going to keep recording even when I feel afraid to do so. Like this week, I was just like, If I can't deliver a presentation, how can I release an episode? Like, what am I going to say to these people? What am I going to say to myself? Like, when I'm recording this, like, I'm really talking to Chris. And getting comfortable with what I sound like. Isn't that weird? I feel like that's so, (laughs) like, whack. But it's true. Um, I just want to feel confident and comfortable and and just get better at this thing. Uh, so hopefully there's you know some things you guys can think about. Uh, I I have been stepping up my social media content game. So I will also post about this through the Blooming Lately podcast IG page, and I want you guys to join in the conversation. Uh, I want to know if you guys if any of you have experienced this a disconnect with communication or um, a disconnect in your own voice or even what is your definition of voice Um, is it your intuition Um, is it like your actual voice like where did you like how did you cultivate that that confidence that assuredness like what was it was there a pivotal moment where you just kind of like found your courage and you just kind of stuck with it like it felt good like did you feel it physically or was it something mentally i want to know what you guys think and if you have any suggestions or recommendations for me i am accepting them thank you and um so yeah until the next episode I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. Please be sure to follow me wherever you're listening to this show and be sure to rate, comment, and share. Also, follow me on Instagram at bloominglatelypodcast. Talk to you next time. Bye.